All the elementary kids are dismissed to go to their classrooms. Um, how many of you were here last week when Phil Zwerink spoke? Show of hands. Okay, quite a few. And how many of you went home after church and watched Rocky Four sometime this past week? Okay, how many of you just lied to me about not watching Rocky Four? We got some liars here. Thank you. Thank you back there. Um, I don't know about you guys, but something stirs inside of me every time I read, watch, or encounter a powerful story. And even stories and just watching clips from a movie like Rocky Four makes my heart beat a little faster. And while I'm not typically the hardcore type of guy, it makes me want to become some type of fighter or kickboxer or just do something hardcore with my life. And while the reality is I'll never probably be a fighter, it's not really in my DNA to be the extreme type, um, stories like Rocky, for most of us, you know, they challenge us to live and move beyond safety, comfort, and security. They challenge us to give life our all, to take some risks, and to push ourselves to the limit. Few things in life are more powerful than a story. Few things in life are more powerful than a story. And those stories impact us in far more deeper and meaningful ways when we personally know the characters of those stories. Personal stories of people that we live with, work with, and worship with every week. And if you've spent any amount of time hanging around Wellspring, it's probably not a surprise to you that we deeply value young people here. We want to see our children and youth and young adults completely fall in love with Jesus. We want to see them learn what it means to surrender their whole life to following Jesus Christ. And in the Old Testament, um, King David had this to say in Psalm 145 that ties into it. It says, I lift you high in praise. This is from the message translation, so it's kind of like layman's terms, like street talk. So if you're, if you're wondering what's going on, that's it. I lift you high in praise, my God, O oh my King, and I'll bless your name into eternity. I'll bless you every day and keep it up from now to eternity. God is magnificent. He can never be praised enough. There are no boundaries to his greatness. Generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Your beauty and splendor have everyone talking. I compose songs on your wonders. Your marvelous doings are headline news. I could write a book full of the details of your greatness. The fame of your goodness spreads across the country. Your righteousness is on everyone's lips. And one more. God is all mercy and grace, not quick to anger, is rich in love. God is good to one and all. Everything he does is suffused with grace. Creation and creatures applaud you, God. Your holy people bless you. They talk about the glories of your rule. They exclaim over your splendor, letting the world know of your power for good, the lavish splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an eternal kingdom. You never get voted out of office. God always does what he says and is gracious in everything that he does. It says, generation after generation stands in awe of your work. And each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Your beauty and splendor have everyone talking. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to start talking a little bit. And I'm going to give you guys, we're going to have the opportunity to hear from some, um, some individuals here 
who have God, God is moving in their life. And every summer we offer um, a seven-week uh, internship for young adults here at the church. And um, today we're going to hear just them for, from them for a few minutes about some, them to share some stories about how God is moving in them and through them and some things that he's putting on their heart for this next year. So at this time I'd like to go ahead and invite the interns uh, to go ahead and come on up. Grab a bar stool and find a seat. <clears throat> For those that don't know, kind of what this means, like the internship, what they do is these guys participated. Sorry, some of them are different heights, so it's kind of awkward, so. Just bear with us. They participated in just teaching and training seminars um, with the Old Testament, New Testament, um, healthy dating, financial management, spiritual gift development, emotional maturity, self-leadership, spiritual disciplines, how we as Christians are to respond to suffering, and how each of us are called to care for the vulnerable. They also had the opportunity to serve with uh, Food for Kids with Sheila and Kinsey. They helped with the Edison Garden, and they served uh, up at the guest house a few times as well, just up the street. So I'm going to introduce you to these guys just real quick. This is uh, Jensen Masoner. She is a freshman. She's going to be a freshman at Missouri Western. This is Sam Gerdado. She's going to be a senior at Savannah. This is Jordan Cordonier. He's going to be a junior at Mo West. And then that is uh, Zach Miller. He's going to be a sophomore at uh, Northwest. Zach actually did the internship two summers ago, and he was hired on this year as my assistant, so he kind of played a little bit more of a leadership role this year. Um, This is the fourth summer we've done the internship, but it's the first summer that I can say we actually started to get some recognition from the city of St. Joe. Um, I got a call about three weeks ago from Edison asking if we could help with their uh, community garden. So I was like, sure, no problem. So we show up one morning. You know, they needed some help with pulling some weeds and little stuff. So we show up one morning, kind of dressed like bums. Got our work clothes on, just rolled out of bed, no makeup, looking a little rough. And, this, and people start showing up with cameras, taking pictures of us. And, you know, I'm kind of intrigued on what's going on, what's so exciting about this. And so, I, you know, I asked one of the women, who are you and what, who are you with? And, oh, I work for the St. Joe School District, and I want to take pictures and post on our social media. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of cool. And 15 minutes later, uh, KQ2 rolls up. They start busting out their big cameras. They bring in the big guns. Apparently, it's really exciting news when local college students pull weeds. So <laughs> I guess we're not, uh, maybe we're dying for news here in Joetown. But so they showed up, and we're like, what is going on? And a few of the interns actually got interviewed and made the evening news. I think we have a picture of Zach here on KQ2. So he, he was representing Wellspring. I'm sure this is the first of... Many interviews for Zach for, as he launches his career as a future celebrity. So, well, the world's finally starting to take notice. Maybe, maybe next summer it'll be CNN that flies in to interview these guys. So what we're going to do is just, we're going to take just a few minutes. I'm going to ask each of them um, just some questions. Some of them are very basic. Some of them are a little deeper. And just going to give them the opportunity to share some things that God did in their heart. So we'll actually start with Zach. You might need a microphone. <clears throat> Make sure you talk. All right, Zach, obviously you played more of a leadership role this time around, so my question for you is, did you get out of the internship what you had originally hoped for this summer? 
Um, I'd say that I definitely did. I kind of uh, came into the internship wanting to just gain some leadership skills and just grow as a leader as I go back to Northwest. And, uh, and I'm in a leadership position at the, uh, in the ministry that I'm involved in at Northwest, so I wanted to gain in that just from learning from Justin. And uh, I learned a lot. I learned um, just, for one, just how to plan and prepare better for things. And then also just how to uh, just lead more meaningful conversations, ask more meaningful questions. Um, I learned how to just allow space and time, maybe even some time of awkward silence, just to allow people to answer questions, and that just uh, creates better conversation. Um, I learned, too, that just as I lead, I need to spend time with the people I'm leading um, outside of the um, areas I'm leading them in. So taking them out to lunch, playing basketball with them, whatever, that just, um, the more you get to know them, um, on a personal level, just allows for more um, just deeper questions and more challenging questions to be asked um, and just allows you to grow a lot more. So um, I'd say, yeah, I definitely got out what I was looking for. Cool. Great. All right. Second question for Jordan. Um, what was your, here's a basic one, what was your favorite part of the summer internship? Um, I'd say my favorite part was just like getting to serve like throughout the uh, city and then just really learning more stuff about leadership. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Okay, fair enough. Sam, you're up. What was the most challenging thing for you throughout the internship? Um, the most challenging thing for me was probably um, being vulnerable and, like, opening up about myself and my life and uh, just what I'm going through. And um, be- just because it's not, like, something that I do every day and I don't just open up to um, anybody. So it was just kind of difficult. Um, but I- I've been working on it, so and I've gotten better at it. Good. Jensen, this one's a little deeper. Um, in what ways has your heart been stirred this summer to be more active in your faith, and what might God be asking you to do about it? Um, Sam and I want to start a Bible study during the school year, and um, not only for just Young Life kids, but for anyone that wants to come and learn about God, and we were thinking about doing it on a weekend night instead of kids going to parties or just sitting at home being bored. Um, just, just come and learn about God. Awesome. Good. Go one more time around. So, Zach, you're up again. Now we're getting a little bit, uh, definitely deeper here. What's the lens you came into this summer with regarding the way you viewed God, yourself, and your life, and what's the lens you're leaving with? Um, I think prior to this summer, I kind of had uh, limited views on the way, uh, ways God can work in people's lives. Um, just through the interns and myself, I learned that uh, he can use anyone in any number of ways, uh, no matter how deep their faith is. Um, he's just uh, so powerful that even when we're weak, he can just work um, a lot. And he showed me that just through myself. Uh, I think before this summer, too, I kind of had, I kind of viewed myself as a failure in a lot of ways. Um, I think I kind of had this mentality that I wasn't doing as much as I should, or I could be doing more if I wasn't so focused on myself. And I was just down on myself a lot. But um, just through this summer, um, I've just been encouraged and edified in a lot of ways, just from these interns and from just other people, uh, just encouraging me a lot. And I just realized that um, I just do a lot more than I give myself credit for, not in like a boastful way or anything. But it was just good for me to realize that um, that there are a lot of positive things I do, and I'm not just just not being down on myself all the time. And so that was just really encouraging. Um, and so I just definitely take things a lot more day by day. Um, instead of just looking into the future and just kind of um, being afraid of that. Um, and 
there was something else, but I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so that was just really good. And um, yeah. All right, cool. Great. All right, Jordan, you're up, the man of many words. Um, was the internship what you expected it to be, or were you expecting it to be different? Well, um, coming into the internship, I was very hesitant to say yes because I expected it to be just like general like information you can get at a Bible study. So I was wrong by that. Um, but I, I'd say it was a lot more than what I had bargained for because we worked through our family genograms, and it showed me things that I was wrestling with that I had no idea that took so much weight on my life. So, yeah. Cool. Good. All right, Sam. Um, in what ways, kind of asking this again, in what ways has your heart been stirred this summer to be more active in your faith, and what might God be calling you to do about it? Um, well, helping out with, like, food for kids and um, hanging out at the guest house has really um, made me want to be more um, involved with the church and the different ministry opportunities. And um, uh, this year, I think God's calling me to, um, going into senior year, just um, calling me to be, like, a role model um, and, like, a positive influence for the younger um, kids at my school. And um, I just want to be there for them so they can, like, they can trust me and, like, talk to me. Um, if they have anything going on, and um, just being like a senior leader for Young Life, and um, yeah, and Jensen and I are also starting a Bible study, so um, I think that'll be good for. Sure, good. Last one for you, Jensen. Um, what's the lens you came into this summer with regarding the way you viewed God and yourself, and what's the lens you're leaving with? Um, I was ready to learn about God. Um, I kind of knew some things, but. Um, not as much as I felt like I should have. Um, just being with these guys and opening up on our first night um, was really helpful, telling our stories and being able to trust them and know that they're going to care about me, whether my story was good or bad. Um, then I, before the internship and um, kind of like the past year, I've kind of felt like I wasn't good enough or like just like going through high school. I didn't have many friends. Um, I didn't ever go really do anything. I just played sports and those were my friends that I played sports with. And um, then just this past year, I've um, kind of got closer with people that go to church and um, I think that's really helped me. And um, yeah, I'm ready to see where Christ takes me and I um, just trust in God. I um, don't have to worry about not feeling good enough. Good. That's awesome. Last question for Zach. Uh, what was the most encouraging thing for you about this summer as you played more of a leadership role this time around? I think uh, it was just super encouraging this summer. Just, I guess, to see the way that these interns have grown just in their faith. I've just seen the ways that they've uh, opened up that they weren't doing at the beginning of the summer. Uh, and just becoming, yeah, just a lot more vulnerable and just gaining a lot of knowledge and just applying that in a lot of ways. But I think more than just gaining knowledge um, and just learning things, they put those things into action, which was more encouraging for me just in the way that they loved um, kids at the guest house and food for kids. And even, which is, this is, I didn't expect this at all, but even outside of just going um, as a part of the internship to those things, they took the time and took initiative to go to food for kids and to the guest house uh, on their own time, um, outside of the internship, and which was just amazing uh, just to see that and just their heart and desire for that. And then even Jordan, he doesn't go to um, church here. He goes to uh, Brookdale, and he wants to, he's talking to us about how he wants to go to the youth 
um, pastors there because he helps with their, their youth and talk about um, reaching out more to their community instead of just the kids within their church. And that's just um, been awesome just to hear his vision. Uh, I think this summer's really given him a vision and he's um, starting to act out on that. So just the way that these guys have just took an initiative already um, in just the two months that we've had them, I just can't wait to see um, the places God takes them as they follow and trust in him. Great. Hey, it takes a lot of courage to get up here in front of 200 people and talk. So let's give them a round of applause. Pass that mic. Pass that mic. Um, I just want to take a quick minute and just thank everyone that helped make this summer just possible. Many of you opened your homes to us. You sacrificed your time. Um, you came and shared your wisdom with us. Um, so thank you for that. Thanks to Connor McFarland. She helped organize all the lunches. Thanks for everyone who cooked a lunch. You guys, like, feed us so well. I'm sure we probably each gained five or ten pounds this summer. So thank you for all the delicious food. Um, these guys were a joy to work with, and I'm excited to see what God does in their life this year. Um, you know, the truth is within the next three or four weeks, these guys are going to be kind of going back into their normal schedules, back to their schools and universities and their places of influence. And so I want to take a couple minutes before we continue on to pray for these guys. So I want to invite you to come up. If you are a family member with them, if you're a friend of any of these people, if you helped out with the internship in some way, or if you just want to pray for some young people here as we kind of send them on their way into this next school year in places where they have influence. So go ahead and come up if you want to pray for them, and we'll lay our hands on them. still coming. Wow. All right. (laughs) You guys got a few people that like you, I guess. All right, let's pray together. God, I just thank you so much for each one of these interns, Jensen, Sam, Zach, and Jordan. God, I pray as they go back to their different schools and universities, back into the kind of their yearly school schedules, work schedules, back to their places of influence, God, I pray just the things that you've stirred on their heart, God, that they would just continue to just to focus on you, God. Just remind, God, remind them of how loved they are and that they don't have to prove their worth to anyone, that they're accepted and loved more than they are even aware of, God, and could ever imagine. God, I I pray that they would just remember that. Um, God, I know you've stirred things on their hearts to do just ministry-wise and people to build relationships with. God, I pray that that fire would stay fresh and that they could just be accountable to each other and we as just their church family and friends, God, that we can just encourage them as well to make sure they're continually following you. We just thank you um, just for their genuine and sincere hearts in your name. Amen. Well, many of you have probably heard of an author named Donald Miller. Um, he's composed, <laughs> written several great books. Um, I have the interns every summer read this book called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. It was kind of the book that helped give birth to his book called Storyline. 
that I know quite a few of us went through this past fall. And in the book, he gives a lot of personal stories, and he helps the reader see their life is in the form of a story. And he challenges the reader to consider what type of story they're writing with their life. And so I want to read just uh, the first page for you to kind of give you a glimpse of what I'm talking about. He said, if you watched a movie about a guy who wanted a Volvo and worked for years to get it, you wouldn't cry at the end when he drove off the lot testing the windshield wipers. You wouldn't tell your friends you saw a beautiful movie or go home and put a record on to think about the story you'd just seen. The truth is, you wouldn't remember that movie a week later, except you'd feel robbed and want your money back. Nobody cries at the end of a movie about a guy who wants a Volvo. But we spend years actually living those stories and expect our lives to feel meaningful. The truth is, if what we choose to do with our lives won't make a story meaningful, it won't make a life meaningful either. And as I reflect back on my life, I can't help but consider some of the pursuits that I've given my life to. I pursued, literally I pursued fame for about 10 years through music, uh, specifically through drumming. But being famous obviously doesn't mean you're living a meaningful life. I've pursued making lots of money through various avenues. Being rich obviously doesn't mean you're living a meaningful life. I've worked hard to be uh, recognized and affirmed by others with the gifts and talents God's given me. Um, But if I were honest with you, most of that striving has been for me to feel good about myself rather than genuinely wanting to help other people. So I'm still in the process of learning what it means to live a great story with my life. And a question I like to ask my interns, and I'm going to throw out to you guys. You don't have to answer it. Some people feel awkward when I ask this to them. The question is this. If your entire life up to this point could be condensed into a 90-minute film, so whether you're 20 years old, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, if your entire life could be condensed into a 90-minute film that was shown at Hollywood 10 Theaters up north, what would the audience walk away with after they watched that film about your life? What would they say that your life was about? What would they say that you gave your life to? Would they say that you gave your life to caring for and serving others? Would they say that you could basically sum up your life by saying that was a man that just pursued money? That's what drove him every day. Would they say that you were someone that carried so much hurt and pain from your past that you just never figured out how to be healed from it and how to forgive people? Would your life story inspire them to live a great story with their life? And for those of us who are Christians, um, Donald Miller sums up what our life theme should be if we're sincerely trying to follow Christ. Um, Just as the New Testament books of Luke and John, they tell us that Jesus came to seek and save the lost, Uh, Miller says this, the life theme of every major character in Scripture Every leader who follows God is the same. They are participating with God to save many lives. Jonah, Abraham, Moses, David were used by God to save many lives. The apostles who built the early church were single-focused. Save many lives. If we would like to participate in what God is doing in the world, we must help him 
save many lives. Saving many lives can look many different ways. It can mean caring for children, spending time and loving the vulnerable. It can mean starting a Bible study to a bunch of your non-Christian friends, basically doing whatever necessary to help the good news of Jesus Christ influence every aspect of our society, whatever form that might take. Participating with God to save many lives is what makes a story meaningful, and it's what makes our lives meaningful. And I can say with confidence for the interns that just spoke, they're learning what it means to live a great story with their life. I know some of them are going back to their universities to spend time and start up studies with people who don't know anything about Jesus. I know Jordan has started a Bible study at his workplace specifically for people that know nothing about Jesus, just to teach them about this God that loves them that they don't even know about. You know, the girls are starting a study and a gathering on a weekend to give friends an opportunity to learn about God rather than go to a party. They're learning what it means to live a good story. And so as we kind of come to a close today, I just want to throw that out to you guys and have you consider what type of story are you writing with your life? Is it a meaningful one? And I know if you're like me, when you hear something like that, your mind, by default, it can go to, oh, I got to do this, I got to change this now, I got to add this thing into my schedule, so I got to start serving more, and I'm doing good to find 10 minutes to breathe every day as it is. And that's, that mentality can feel very burdensome, and that's not even what I'm trying to get to at all. A lot of the stuff I'm going to share can be done just in the things that we're already doing. So what would it look like for you to participate with God in saving many lives? What would it look like for you to live a better story with your life? And for me personally, two things come to mind. On a personal level, I know it means being more intentional about loving my wife, Sarah, and serving her in specific ways that I know make her feel loved that I often neglect due to laziness or whatever it might be. And kind of more ministry-wise, it means me being more intentional about pursuing people with relation, in relationship that's, that are a lot different than I am. If people dress differently, have different worldviews than I do, it's easy for me to kind of just push them aside. It's easier to hang out with people that are wired like I am. So that's an area that I know could help probably join God in saving many lives. Starting to live a better story for your own life, it could mean being more of an intentional listener when you come home from work, listening to your spouse and your children rather than turning on the TV and zoning out every night, listening to their day, the things they're going through. It might mean inviting one of your neighbors over to join your family for dinner. It might mean, this is huge, it might mean using your lunch break at school or at work to sit next to someone who's kind of an outcast in your class or in your workplace, to let them know that they are loved and valuable to God. It might mean viewing your marriage as a ministry now and intentionally inviting young people into your life, into your home, to learn from you, to learn what it means to love God and love other people. It can look a lot of different ways for each of us. And so before we close today, I just want to give us a few minutes of silence, give you guys a little bit of time to just process, hopefully something was said that maybe stuck out to you to make you consider, you know, what you could do to write a better story with your life. Consider what God might be tugging on your heart 
and what he might ask, be asking you to change to better participate with him in saving many lives. So take some time now, just two or three minutes of silence, to just reflect on that, whatever God might be speaking to you. And then after a little bit of time, I'll come pray for us and we'll sing our last song together. God, you are our rock and our joy and our hope. God, and we know that you're always speaking to us in some way or another, God. Help us to listen to what you're tugging on our hearts, God. God, rather than feeling burdened by some of this, God, I pray that we would be encouraged. Jesus, help us to examine and just honestly ask you how we can write a better story with our life, how we can join you and participate with you in the saving of many lives and what that might look like for us as individuals because it's going to be all over the place. God, we thank you that you are our strength and our rock and our true hope. Um, God, I pray that you would just be glorified by every thought, motive, and word spoken here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and stand with us. We sing one last song.